if you're if you if you're a sports fan, you know what it means to call somebody a bust. Somebody who's coming out of high school or coming out of college, and all the scouts label him or her as a can't-miss prospect. The expectations for this athlete are through the roof. The mentality is that if we get this guy, if we sign them, if we draft them, if we trade for them, it will put us over the top. We'll be set. We'll win a title. They're going to have a long career, probably. They're most likely even going to be a Hall of Famer. And then they get to the big leagues, and whether for whatever reason, maybe due to injury or just underperforming, once they get there, they stink. They're a bust. For instance, there's a certain football team that felt this way for a certain quarterback, and they traded all their draft picks to move up to make sure that they get them, number two. They got him, and he's a bust. Mitch Trubisky. Growing up as a Cubs fan my entire life, I'd get all excited for all these prospects that would be coming up in the farm system, and I'd be watching them and just excited. They, then they make it to the make it to the big leagues. I get their poster up in my room, and I put it right above my bed of Mark Pryor, Corey Patterson. A year later, two years later, I'm tearing down the poster, ripping it up, and sometimes literally burning them. (laughs) Because they turned out to be a complete bust. Peter was on center stage last week in our gospel, and he's on center stage again this week. Last week we heard that Peter's the guy And he's the man that boldly proclaimed that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, that he's the Christ. And in response to that, Jesus turned to Peter last week, we heard, and he says, blessed are you. He changed his name to Peter, meaning the rock, meaning I choose you to be my guy. I'm choosing to build on you. I can just picture Peter there kind of with his his chest puffed out, swagger, newfound swagger, a bounce to his step. And then today, everything comes crashing down. With a blink of an eye, Peter's a bust. I want to look at three things. What caused Peter to be a bust? What's the result of being a bust? And then a couple things to help us not be a bust. First, what caused Peter to be a bust? We just heard in the gospel... Jesus begins to tell his disciples that he's going to go to Jerusalem to be beaten, to be tortured, and to be killed. Peter hears that, and he wasn't having any of it. Turns to Jesus and say, that ain't happening on my watch. Like, I'm the guy. You you appointed me. I'm I'm not going to let that happen to you. And in response to that, Jesus calls him Satan. You don't get a bigger fall than that. Peter was a bust because he resisted sacrifice. And one could say, come on, like, couldn't Jesus have just cut him a little bit of slack? 
It's not like Peter didn't know about sacrifice. Just a little bit ago, he left up in Galilee. He left everything. He dropped the nets. He left his career. He left his family. Peter knew sacrifice. But it doesn't matter because he had a moment where he wasn't thinking sacrifice. And in that, listen to Jesus. After calling Peter Satan, because he's resisting sacrifice, he turns to Peter and says this, you are, not, you are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. So it turns out sacrifice is a really big deal for God. It's fundamental to the theme through the entire salvation history from Genesis to the book of Revelation. Sacrifice is fundamental to the way of life and it's fundamental to Christianity. God thinks in terms of sacrifice. So to think as God thinks, we need to think sacrifice. And you and I are a bust when we resist sacrifice. There are a lot of priests out there who are a bust because they resist sacrifice. And one could say, oh, come on, like, they've given up a lot. They're celibate. Like, they've given up a family, a wife. It doesn't matter. So did Peter. Peter did all those things. And he was called Satan because he didn't think daily in terms of sacrifice. If a priest does not think daily in terms of sacrifice, denying himself, putting his parishioners, his people, his children in front of his own wants, he is a bust. There's a common theme throughout the scriptures. In the Old Testament, God was always railing on the shepherds of Israel saying that they're just, they're comfortable, they're watching out for themselves. Jesus in the New Testament, railing on the scribes and Pharisees, they were a bust. The consequences are brutal in the church when priests, when bishops, when cardinals are a bust. And they're not denying themselves and thinking habitually in the terms of sacrifice. We see that, the result of that, the consequences of that are rampant. Parishes just kind of just floating, being in maintenance mode, not in mission mode. Of course, the abuse scandal. When priests resist sacrifice, they're a bust. There are a lot of married men and women who are a bust because they resist sacrifice. They aren't thinking with the mind of God in terms of sacrifice. Marriage and sacrifice are the same thing. It's how Jesus, it's how the scriptures, it's how Paul talks about marriage. Choosing daily to hand over my life to my spouse, to deny myself daily. Not just the one time on the altar, but again, the habitual. This is what the point that Jesus is driving home in the gospel today. Thinking with the mind of Christ is thinking daily in terms of sacrifice towards my spouse. And this is, of course, as Paul stressed this, it begins with the husband to make the first move. 
to model that as Christ, Christ modeling it, laying down his life for the church on the cross. The idea here is that the wife sees the husband make the first move of sacrifice. Is so, by seeing it, by feeling it, is so overcome by the move of sacrifice by her husband, she can't help but make a reciprocal response to it. And the consequences are brutal in our world today when marriages are a bust. When sacrifice just begins to slip and it happens easy and it happens fast. Because life is crazy and it's hard. It leads to a lot of the problems in the world that we're having today of what we're seeing in the news, fatherless homes, men being bust. There's a lot of teenagers and young people who are a bust because they resist sacrifice. They're not thinking in terms of sacrifice. Who plays, teens who play video games all day or too much social media. And be like, come on, Father Mark, cut us a break. Like, we're young here. Like, Father Mark, let them have, like, some time of, of freedom, of, like, void of responsibility. And that is true in one sense. But there gets to be a point where one is not answering the call of which they are created for even at a younger age. And the youth here, hear this. You are being trained by the world today. The world targets you and is training you to not sacrifice, to put your own needs and wants first, and it happens young. And the consequences of that, of being a bust in high school, college, or as a young adult, the consequences are brutal. If you're a student right now, especially whether it's college or as college looks different, or it's in high school, and you're e-learning, going to e-learning, you don't have a teacher over your shoulder watching all the time, what are you gonna do? It's going to be easier for you to be a bust. Will you thrive and sacrifice? Or just coax through? See your desk as a place of sacrifice. And we're not just talking about little sacrifices here and there. And I think sometimes as Catholics, we can think that way with regards to Lent, right? And it kind of just transfers through of like giving up this, giving or that. What Jesus is talking about, the way of the gospel, is a habitual thinking in terms of sacrifice and denial. And the reality is many of us try to follow Christ today without habitually thinking with the spirit of sacrifice. And it just doesn't work. It's not Christianity, and it's not a formula to a meaningful life. So secondly, what's the result of being a bust? We become an enemy of the cross. We gain the world, but we lose our soul. That's what Jesus says in the gospel today. St. Paul reiterates this elsewhere. He's writing to the Philippians in chapter 3. Verse 18, he says, For many of whom I have often told you, and now I tell you even with tears. So Paul, this is a big deal for Paul. He's crying as he's writing this. Live 
as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And their glory is their shame with minds set on earthly things. That's the way of the world, to be void of the cross, to be void of sacrifice, to be void of suffering, mindset on earthly things, living for the self, living for the here and now. So one might say, like, I want to live, I want to have a life without the cross. That's anti-gospel. It's demonic. It's satanic. That's what Jesus, that's why Jesus calls Peter Satan today. And Jesus isn't overreacting. Right? Paul's saying the belly is satisfied. The belly becomes their God. That is, I'm never sacrificing the present for future gain. I'm never sacrificing the present for future gain. It's just about instant gratification. I gain the world, but I lose my soul. Their glory, the, they glory in their shame, he says. That is, if I'm not sacrificing, it leads to destruction. It leads to misery. It leads to depression. Because we were made to give of ourselves as a utter gift. To be a self-gift, to make a self-donation is what John Paul II would talk about at nausea. He would quote this section from Vatican II document, God in Spes, where he says, man who is the only creature on earth which God willed for himself cannot fully find himself except through a sincere gift of self to my spouse, to my family, to my siblings, to my work and career, to my schoolwork, an act of complete, utter sacrifice, self-donation, self-gift. Man cannot know himself without that. If you and I are not thinking in terms of sacrifice, daily thinking in terms of sacrifice, of how I can sacrifice myself more, we become enemies of the cross. And by the way, just being a dad and being a mom, and being a husband and a wife, and being a student in the midst, or being a mom or dad in the midst of trying to navigate e-learning when I'm working and this and this, it becomes all that much harder when I'm not having the mindset of sacrifice. Some of you may say, well, look at this all a bit much. Daily sacrifice, daily denial of self. That's what Peter said, and he got called Satan by Jesus. Because it's not the way God thinks. It's not the way of the cross. So quick, just two things to help us not be a bust ourselves. First, for all of us, I want all of us just to make a little prayer exercise this week. As Jesus turned to Peter today, I just want us to go in our mind, imagine a prayer to go in our mind and have Jesus turn to us as he turned to Peter and then for us to ask ourselves, to what extent might Jesus be turning to me and saying, you're not thinking with the mind of Christ in terms of your marriage. You're not thinking with the mind of Christ in terms of your schoolwork. You're not thinking with the mind of Christ in terms of being a priest. 
or with your career? To what extent have I slipped in thinking in terms of sacrifice daily? And then we just want to make our second reading, our prayer today, as Paul is writing to the Christians in Rome. Paul urging those Christians to offer their bodies as a living sacrifice. And to do that, he's imploring them to make, to have a renewal of the mind, to not think the way of the world that's all about instant gratification, not sacrificing the present for the future at all. By the way, Peter experienced that renewal of the mind because not too far after this gospel, he was crucified upside down. And lastly here, the second thing to help us not be a bust is to look at St. Therese of Lisieux, the little way of love. And she was just a young, cloistered, religious nun. And she lived the gospel in her own life by making small sacrifices with great love. And this was her way of embracing the cross to willingly choose to sacrifice things daily, small things, in order to begin to think habitually with the mind of Christ in terms of sacrifice. She talked about just scrubbing the floors of the convent, enduring and listening to a conversation with a sister, a fellow sister that she couldn't stand. Little acts of love, little acts of sacrifice to help us habitually think with the mind of Christ. To always be on the lookout of paths to help us to lead, to lead us of opportunities to, to give of ourselves more, to be more of a self-gift. Emptying the dishwasher before she has a chance to do it or before he has a chance to do it or before my parents tell me to do it. Little acts of self-denial, of sacrifice, helps us to habitually think with the mind of Christ. It's the way of the cross. It's the way of Jesus. Don't resist the cross. Don't be a bust.